Today's show is brought to you by Yo Radio. The first music and radio platform with stations curated and managed by artists and influencers from across the globe. From Drake Bell to Megadeth's David Ellefson to UFC star Uriah Hall, just to name a few. Welcome to Yo Radio. Yo Radio delivers the best listener experience and is completely free. From hip-hop to rock to blues to EDM, Yo Radio has the music you want at your fingertips. Download the app now in the App Store for Apple devices and in the Google Play Store for Android. Or just go to YoRadio.com. That's YoRadio.com. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Here we go is right, folks. Episode number 70, 7070. Unbelievable. Well, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So unbelievable, right? <laughs> hey, in studio today, I've got my two best buddies, my best buddy, Austin, who is will be 18 tomorrow as of the recording of this show and a high school graduate. And my little buddy, Emmett, who's a rocket nine and just graduated third grade, if there's a graduation for that. <laughs> and they're here to celebrate the 70th episode. So, folks, as it says, saddle up, buckle up, and get ready for a ride. We are here to rock your world to give you the best kicking live show we can. Guys, Austin, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for being back on another show. <laughs> You're welcome. Emmett, how we doing over there? I'm doing awesome. Because <laughs> you are awesome with your new haircut, right? Yes. Hockey season ended, and Emmett got a new haircut. He had the hockey hair going for, um, well, it was a spring hockey league, and he let it grow long, and I'll tell you what, had that 80s hockey hair look. It looked good. But Mom said enough is enough, and we got that cut off, and now he's got a spiked haircut. He looks like a little mini-me, so he just he's just better looking and no gray hair and all those things. Good stuff. Aust. How we doing, man? We just had a busy weekend, right? You last weekend, you tested for third degree black belt, and then you had to go finish up finals, and your last day of high school, all kinds of stuff going on. How you feel? I feel so relieved about all of it. No more, no more school for me. Um, I mean, the, I'm relieved that uh, the test is over, but it was so much fun and such an awesome experience. And I, I thought. Myself and, and and the crew that tested did just awesome. You're talking about school testing it. and finals? You're talking about your black belt oh, test? Oh, sorry. I'm talking about my black <laughs> My bad. I'm just mashing stuff together. I'm talking about my black belt test. He's so it excited. Awesome. The school finals were not awesome either. I mean, I, it's I awesome did the good role, though, right? Yeah, it's awesome the role. Yeah, I, I passed them. I've got my 30-year high school reunion coming up this year, so I uh, you going? I, don't, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence right now about going, but uh, do it. Austin says go. But uh, it, believe it or not, I can still remember my uh, last few days of my senior year, and wow, 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 and that was 30 years ago. Ooh, 
But uh, good stuff. I'm happy and I'm very, very proud of you, buddy. Very proud. Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. 70 episodes. 70 episodes. Okay, I'm just proud of the listeners who continue to listen every time and continue <laughs> to grow the podcast, grow our tribe, and share our messages of inspiration, motivation, and butt-kicking. You know, when life kicks your butt, we're here to kick it back up. Well, let's turn the mic over to little buddy Emmett over there. Uh, Emmett, you've got some exciting news. You just tested for your final stripe on your uh, green belt, yeah. and uh, so you'll be moving on up to what rank? Uh, red belt, or as we call it, third gup. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so you've been a leader in that advanced class. Now you're going to be moving on to the black belt prep class. You're going to be the new kid in there again. But you've done a great, great job. I'm very proud of you. And you were just recently like student of the month or something, not too terribly long yeah. ago. And how how did you get that? Is that because dad's the instructor or dad's the boss? And I just said, hey, you you get it because you're my my kid. No, I earned it with. Um, doing my best, trying my best, and, yeah. And what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> doing my best, trying my best, battle. To overcome, succeed. Yeah, because uh, drop the hammer on you a little bit, just like Austin's black belt test. Austin tested for third degree. Madeline, uh, our daughter, tested for, and she's a rock star. She couldn't be with us today. She's over at a friend's house, and uh, she graduated her freshman year, and she's been living up so far two days into summer. <laughs> but uh, she tested for second degree, and we had another young man test for first degree. And it was uh, it was an intense test, wasn't it? It was intense. It was intense. Very. It was, I mean, we worked, worked our butts off uh, throughout the whole training um, prior to the test and at the actual test. Uh, you know, every one of us was giving all we got, of course, um, and, you know, being pushed to the limits and then some. See how we react and, and throwing curveballs, and, and it was just awesome. I loved it. Great testing. Experience. Awesome. And just for the folks at home there, I, uh, yeah, there's a set in, set curriculum they go through during the preparation, planning, and all the years of training leading up to it. But when they get on the floor actually for their black belt testing or second and third degree in Austin's case here, I try and trick them as much as I can, try and throw different things at them, change things up, change the order of operations up. And the reason for that is we know life throws us curveballs all the time. Life uh, is not all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes we feel like we got it all going, and then bang, something hits us with a right hook of reality, and it's how we react after that. And that's kind of what I tried to do with the kiddos there. Matter of fact, uh, uh, their grandmother, Desi's mom, was there, and she, <laughs> I could see it in her eyes, and Desi told me afterwards, and she told me afterwards that it worked a couple times during the test, that she was wanting to jump out there and save Madeline because uh, during the self-defense segment and then uh, kind of the gauntlet segment when we have multiple attackers with pads and everything just attacking the uh, students, making them battle through, she was like, how could you do that to your daughter? How could you let him do that? And talking to uh, uh, Desi's mom, we're talking to Desi. How could you let him do that to your daughter? And Desi said, look, he's trying to prepare her for life, and that's what I'm trying to do. There's no, no way I could ever recreate a situation if you were physically attacked uh, on the streets or out in the real world, nor would I want to. I mean, I, that, that's, that's an ugly, scary thing. However, I want to push the students, push the kids to, one, believe in themselves and find it in themselves, as Emmett likes to say, battle. It'll overcome, succeed. Battle, overcome, succeed. <laughs> but dig deep to know they've got more. To dig deep to know, hey, I can defend myself. I can protect myself. And that's the whole part of it. I'm a human being. I'm a father. I'm sitting up there, and yeah, I've got goosebumps. I got little pits in my stomach. But I know that if I don't give them all I've got, if I don't push them to the very, very limit and then some, they're not going to be able to overcome those battles in life. And unfortunately, society today, with everybody gets a trophy mindset, man, oh man, 
we're, we're setting kids up for failure. That's not good because it's not a matter of if, but when life hits them. And that has contributed to the increasing rate of suicide. And it's just heart, heartfelt for me to, to see the things that are going on. And that's why I want to push our students to be our very, very best. Now, with that being said, we're not for everybody. We don't give out belts. We don't give out free trophies. We don't give out it's what is earned. Oh, listen to that. The boys chimed in. What is earned? And Emmett, same thing. You're going for red belt there. You had to work your little tail off, haven't you? Yes. And there's been times you wanted to quit, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. Time, it's just a yes. Yeah. And times you didn't want to get on the mat, times you didn't want to train. But what did you do? I, well, battle through. Yes, battle you through did. My, uh, my fears. Absolutely, Emmett. And have you had some fears in the past of some different things? Yes. And yes. I think everybody has, right? Uh, yes, I'm, yeah. Well, we don't know yes. what everybody else goes through, <laughs> but in life, everybody goes through fears. So, Austin, with your test, all the preparation and everything you went through, super-duper proud of you. You were the leader Thank of the test, so, so I put some extra pressure on, on you on, look, I said, we, no, no student left behind, so to speak, on the, ba- on the warrior battlefield of, of testing. Meaning you were responsible for, there's only three of you, but your sister and uh, Josh, the other young man that was testing, and uh, you did a great job of keeping them together, working them. And, of course, we worked you three times as hard because you're going for three times the rank. Yes, thank you. I, I, I definitely feel, of course, I could have done a lot better with the leadership, but I'm really glad I got the opportunity to take a leadership role, even though it was like the three amigos coming up, we were all in it together. But being the kind of leader definitely – is definitely prepping me for um, the future, you know, being, I mean, I'm third de- third degree now, so it will, will be. So um, Maybe. He's got a few maybe, things to yeah, re- re- retest on. Yes, but, um, they, they did fantastic, but it's just uh, a humility thing to have a reval on a couple things. Yes. Good. I, I don't know where I was going. Well, it's a, you're, you're a tremendous leader. Um, there will be 18 tomorrow, which I'm so very proud of you and the way you've developed and uh the people at the studio and the academy and everywhere I take you, and when you go with me, they can't believe that you're, well, right now, 17 years old. And that's because you handle yourself, handle yourself in such a respectful manner, which is fantastic and which makes you stand out in a crowd, which is kind of our credo, right? Help these kids believe in themselves, respect themselves enough to respect others, manners, discipline, and respect to stand out in the crowd. Thank you. No one can believe you're as old as you are either. They think you're a decade younger, so there you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> so, Emmett, you're keeping quiet over there. What's going on, bud? Were you excited to be on the show today? Yes, and I thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. How about that, folks? Yes, and uh, thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> so, Emmett, what do you got planned uh, uh, moving forward here for the summer? You got some exciting things going on? Yes, like, uh, well... You don't know. What do you mean, what do I mean? <laughs> Once you talk about the things we're going to do over the summer with the summer camps and with um, we're going to have some pool parties and all kinds of cool stuff at uh, home, and you're going to be a red belt, so you'll be in the red belt class. Are you nervous and excited about that? Studio barbecue, yes. board breaking night. Oh, yeah, board breaking night's coming oh, up. Yeah. What are you going to prepare for that? Um, do you mean like my break? Sure. Um, I was planning on doing, well, a low spinning wheel kick. Which <laughs> you go on your knee. And, um, well, a good majority of our listeners yeah. are martial artists, so they know exactly what that oh. is. And I mean, some that aren't, that's okay. It's, um, yeah, well, you know what? We'll film it and you can see him at doing the low spinning wheel kick. There you go. That's uh, going to be fantastic. Um, a low spinning wheel kick. And then I was, um, going to get up after I broke that board and then come around with a palm strike, which is hitting a board with your palm. <laughs> that's, there you go. That's how you explain it. Paint the picture, buddy. 
Nicely done. Nicely done. So, Austin, um, I'm going to get back to you because the whole part of the show today is we're going to talk about kind of battling through adversity and challenges, uh, rising to the challenge, rising to the occasion. And, of course, that all stems from that belief in yourself to be your very, very best. And there's, um, you know, so much of a stigma in society today that everyone has to fit into that proverbial round hole. You know, if you stand outside the crowd, you know, if you're that square peg, then you kind of get looked down upon. You're like, what's wrong with you? But as you hear me talk about all the time, there's 7.5 billion people in the world, but not one person is identical to another person. Even identical twins are different. Everybody's born with a God-given purpose to do something special, to believe in that God-given purpose, to move forward with that purpose, and be the absolute very best they can be. So my first question, you know, you hear it all the time, you're graduating, so everybody automatically says what? So Where are you going to college? Where are you going to college? And that's kind of that uh, people just figure that's the thing to do. And Austin, uh, where have you chose to go to college? At the University of Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. The best <laughs> college out there. Well said. We didn't practice that, folks, at all. I, I didn't know what he was going to say there, so I kind of set him up here live on the air. And, yeah, the University of Hard Knocks and Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. And you're going to learn more about the business side of things. Of course more about the internal workings and everything that goes on behind the scenes because, you know, you see what happens, uh, the class schedule and people come to class and we do everything we can to create the uh, best possible experience and, uh, you know, help these kids believe in themselves. And it's a, it's a balance. You know, our, our thing is karate fun on the mat, make it exciting, engaging, empowering for the kids, but yet we want to uphold the martial arts values of integrity, uh, honor, integrity, discipline, and respect for the parents because that's what the parents come for, helping their kids with that confidence. And you see it every single night, and you've already taken on more of an assertive role with everything you do. Oh, thank you. I was going to uh, talk more about the square peg ground hole thing just, just really, really quick. Um, for everybody out there that, that thinks that, you know, why, why am I here? I'm so much different than everybody else. Why don't I fit in? You know, what kind of experiment am I involved in? Um, I mean, some of us maybe don't think that. I definitely have uh, my whole life, you know, like, you know, why am I wired so differently than everybody else? And I'm sure I know you did too, Father, and I'm sh- I'm bet it is the same way. Um, but I'm starting to realize, I mean, I guess not fully because I'm still 17, 18 tomorrow, but that it's I'm wired this way for a reason, and everybody has a specific reason, and, and just keep getting up, guys. I mean, you're here for a reason. Even if you're different than everybody else, that just means I don't want to say you're better, but that's that's good. It's awesome to be different. Well said, Austin. Well said. And, and you hear me talk all the time that uh, too many times we, we try and compare ourselves or size ourselves up with others, and unfortunately, men, guys, we're the worst at it. You know, it's our yes. ego and our testosterone and everything else we got going on. We try and size guys up. I mean, it's just who we are, what we're made of. But I'm telling you, folks, the better you can do to condition yourself not to do that, it's not easy because by this time, it's, it's become a habit. It's something that's grown kind of like planting the seed. That seed's been planted for the longest time, and, and that's just what we do. But if you Try and check that. Every single time that thought pops in your head to try and size yourself up to somebody else, regardless if they're better than you in your mind or worse than you in your mind, you can't win. Meaning, if someone's better than you, you, you want to make, oh, well, whatever. He probably didn't have to go through what I had to go through. And, uh, and, and, and you come up with all these excuses. If someone's not as well off as you, you put yourself, well, at least I'm not as bad as that person. <laughs> so you're, you, you, where are you at? So do your best. And, folks, I, I did this. I'm a human being. But uh, for the last, I don't know, countless years, 
I've really done the very best I can. When those thoughts creep in my head, nip that weed, if you will. Cut it. No, I'm not going to think that way. And if you need to yell it out loud, yell it out loud to remind yourself. But the more you work on it, the more you can uh, uh, focus on bettering the only person in the world you can better, and that is yourself. Yeah. The boys hear me say that all the time. It's just yourself. That's the only person you can better in this world. And Jim Rohn talks all the time about, or he did, I'm sorry, he passed away a few years ago, him and my buddy uh, Zig Ziegler. And, but I'm, I'm fortunate, Chris Widener has become a good friend. He's a personal mentor. He worked with both Zig Ziegler and Jim Rome. And I had a nice conversation with him this morning on just helping my craft a little bit. But uh, the fact of working with him, I know it's a little sidetrack. But Jim Rome would always say, the, uh, obviously, the only person you can better is yourself. How, we're, we're not a tree. Meaning a tree can't change who it is. A tree is a tree. We as human beings can change our environment, change our situation, change our mindset, change our future by simply working to change ourselves. But oftentimes we dig roots in like a tree and don't do anything to change who we are. And we feel compelled to be like everybody else. So very well go. said, Austin. Thank you. And the, along with the first part of what you said there, the whining and complaining, that, that that was uh, our match at this week. Um, little little quick story here. I please. I I always ask them, and I made I made a mistake the first time. Said guys, what does whining and complaining? What has that ever helped you in life? Ever has it? And then nobody say anything. I was like, and this was my mistake. It was the first time I didn't say I was gonna raise your hand if you if you. If whining and complaining has ever helped you in life, of course, you know, if you kids slowly raise their hand, put your hand down. It, it doesn't help. But, yeah, that was yeah, that was the wrong move. But I was in Tigers. So. But anyway. But that's I, how you learn, right? You, you, you learn, oh, boy. When you ask a general question like that, and Tigers, when you say raise your hand, our Tigers are right. our four, five, and six-year-olds. When you say raise your hand, sometimes they don't hear anything but raise your hand. And it could be, you know, raise your hand if you may kick you in the head. They raise a hand. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we're not going to kick the tigers in the head. That was just a silly example. But sometimes that's all they hear is the uh, the raise your hand part. They don't know what it's for. Yes. <laughs> good, we'll do good. it again, though. But, yeah, that was uh, the whining and complaining. And we often – I mean, it just is what it is. We get wrapped up with whoever we surround ourselves with. Sometimes we get into pity party mode. And uh, so an example would be Emmett would say, hey, Emmett, how you doing? He says, oh, man, I'm having a bad day. I'm bored. And then well, Emmett, you don't even know the headache <laughs> or the migraine I've had today. So and then Austin chimes in saying, uh, yeah, well, you think your day is bad. Let me tell you about my day. Yeah. And then, of course, <laughs> they try and outdo each other to see whose day is worse. And, of course, what you're drawn into, you're uh, a little pity patty party, <laughs> I guess, and then a <laughs> battle to see who's got the worst day. You don't mean to do it, but it just happens. Yeah, it happen. And and worse than that, what you're focusing on now is how can I outdo this person with my drama and my negativity and my whining and my complaining? So what does your reticular activating system in your mind do? Say, hey, you want something to complain about? I'll dig up some more thoughts for you to complain about. And then it spirals downhill from there. And, of course, the lower you go, the harder it is to get back up, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, somebody comes along and says, hey, what the heck are you whining about? And your immediate thought is, because now you're in pity party mode, is why are you so happy? What's so good about your life? And you turn it on them. That right hook reality. you got to battle out of it. But only you can do that. And it's unfortunate, but that's a good majority of what goes on in the world. And it's almost instinctual to get caught up in those things. 
So it's do your, your best. It is your choice. Do your best. Uh, when you, those little negative seeds, when you go compare yourself with somebody else or when somebody tries to drag you down, rise above that. Easier said than done? Of course it is. Course. Everything is easier said than done. Emmett, is it easier said than done? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew you weren't paying attention. You're watching the slideshows that are popping up on the screen there. But uh, sort of like the Tigers. Whoa. Hey, Emmett, raise your hand. For what? Just raise it. All right, we're getting a little goofy, folks. That's the beauty of recording live here. <laughs> we just make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, anyway, rise above those things. Nip those seeds. Uh, nip those uh, weeds that have grown from the seed of negativity and turn it into something special. So, also, I want to go back real quick. The um, Your black belt test, you're required to write an essay and then read the essay in front of everybody. And, I mean, you've done it a couple times before, so it wasn't uh, – or no, you haven't. I have not. Oh, no, my God. That was, I, I, that was my first test at, at the academy there. My previous test, it's been about five years since my last test. So the last test was at uh, the Federation we split away from. Um, but, yes, that was my first essay I read in front of anybody at, yes, at the academy. Uh, Go ahead, Emmett. Let me just say – I'm just going to say – Austin has picked up um, my dad's speaking ability. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thank you. I, I thought Austin did a phenomenal job with that. And, I'd, you know, I'd back up. I, I'd forgotten, yeah, since we uh, parted ways with the Federation, that was the first test you've done at the Academy with our new format. And uh, technically, Austin, uh, how the process goes after he reached second degree, within three years, he was eligible to test for third degree. But being his father and wanting to push him to be his very, very best, I made him wait five years because I'm the biggest jerk on the planet, and no, he I mentioned that in the essay. Uh, <laughs> I, what I said was I appreciate my father, Simon Grogan, for pushing me um, to be my very best and everything like that, even though at the time I thought he was the biggest jerk on the planet. <laughs> so, yeah, you think now that's I funny realize he's not. So Austin read this in front of a couple hundred people at the academy, and it was, it was fantastic. He did an exceptional job with not only writing the speech, but then having the uh, courage and confidence to stand up and deliver the speech, which all the candidates had to do, but he was able to really tie in on the key points instead of just reading it in a kind of a monotone voice. He read it and put some emphasis and enthusiasm on the uh, the parts that needed it. And then he, uh, at toward the end, it was like he was he won the Academy Award with his acceptance <laughs> speech. He was thanking everybody under the sun, but uh, yeah, that was very very man. heartfelt, buddy. No, it was it was fantastic, and. Uh, even though it was very, very long, he kept the audience engaged extremely well by delivering it in such a passionate manner because it was written from your heart, and I'm very Thank proud of you, so buddy. Much. Yes, it was all written from my heart. And Emmett told me to tell you guys before we went up here, <laughs> I didn't even know what we were talking about essay, but he what? told me to talk about how I want, I thanked America at the end of my speech, <laughs> uh, at my essay. So there you go, Emmett. Thank you, America. You yeah. know, that's probably one of the ways Thank he uh, kept the audience into it. Because part of it was kind of like funny, like like funny, serious, like. No, yeah. he told he told a story, didn't he, little buddy? Yes. yes. And the art of storytelling. That's uh, actually, folks. I'll spill my beans here. Here, it's something that I'm collectively. I had chat with Chris Widener today. I was mentioning that, and that was a big thing I was working on is doing a better job of delivering stories just to keep the audience engaged and kind of hanging on every word. And I've got the rah rah, the enthusiasm, the empowerment, the motivation, the inspiration. All those things are great. But I want to do a better job of telling the story. So it, uh, we, the only way to improve on anything 
is to acknowledge that you've got an area that you want to improve on and then take action in order to improve on it. So that goes with anything you're doing in life, folks, If whatever it may be. And, you know, back to Jim Rome, he talks about even if you're at a job that you don't like, you work at that job the very best you can because not necessarily what you're going to get out of the job, but who and what you're becoming as a person. And work hard on the job, but also work just as hard, if not harder, on improving yourself because yourself is who you take with you everywhere. And it doesn't matter what job you're in, there could come a time when that job is no longer available. Maybe if you're toward the top and they start cutting positions, you might be a person to go. And if you've got value in you, you take you to another position. And the more valuable you are, the more in demand you're going to be. So just always remember those things. And we, we talk about that a lot. That has a lot to do with battle, overcome, succeed. But it has a lot to do with the mindset of nipping those negative seeds or uh, weeds of negativity, getting those things out of there, but also continuously reminding yourself that I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. I'm never going to be as cool as Emmett. There's no way. I'm never going to be as cool as Austin. There's just no way. But I can be a cooler person today than I I was yesterday. And that's the message I want to try and get across to everybody. Self-improvement, work it on yourself, battle, overcome, succeed, but only be in competition with yourself. So Emmett, as a uh, rock star nine-year-old, is it, uh, is it hard not to compare yourself to others? You see some kid doing something pretty good and another kid maybe not doing things so good, and you think, well, I'm, man, I'd really like to be as cool as that kid, but at least I'm not like this kid. Do you have a hard time with that sometimes? Sometimes, yes. Okay. You want to yeah. share any stories that you've had with that? Uh, I'll let you think about it. I'm going to get to Austin, but I'm uh, coming back to you, so think about it. Actually, you're going to say something in the first place. Okay. Um, like you were saying, I can never be as cool as Austin, or I can, or I can never be as cool as you. You're cooler. Got that right. (laughs) You're cooler than them in your own way. They're cooler than you in their own way. So. What if I'm cooler than you in every way, Emmett? Uh oh. Now, now we've breached the number one black belt principle of humility. (laughs) Now, Emmett, that's that's from a nine-year-old, folks. Think about that. Very good stuff. Austin, how about you? Is it difficult being a seventeen-year-old and? Everything going on in the world with teenagers today and obviously social media with Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and every other app and social media influence that's out there. Everybody paints a picture that their life saw sunshine and rainbows, but deep down inside, most people are covering up for a lot of insecurities, right? Of course. Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing not it's the hardest thing not to compare myself to others. I mean that's just with everything, uh, social socialization. Just and I mean, I'm out of school now, but in school, baseball, martial arts. I mean, I, I definitely look up um, to to the Kilsonims, which you know the the ranks ahead of me um, in the martial arts, and I strive to be like them. But I need to stop comparing myself to them. And yes, I can take different things that they do and say, okay, you know, this is awesome. Because um, they they help me out with a lot of stuff, but I just need to be in competition with myself, like you said, and that's that's such a difficult thing to do. But I appreciate you telling me just pound it in the head there. Well, continually, and it, it 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 with your speech, I could tell that a lot of those things kind of sunk in and got through. And that's just obviously your who you surround yourself with is who you're going to be. You surround yourself with negative people, you're going to become negative. They're going to pull you down. That's all there is to it. You surround yourself with people that are disrespectful or rude. Uh, that that's just going to be your nature and your makeup because that's who you surround yourself with and you just begin to be who you're with. I mean, that, there's no other way to say it. 
On the other side, though, you're around people that are encouraging, enlightening, smiling, happy, and always trying to find the positive, never complaining, never whining, as you talked about. Uh, in, in being polite and respectful and thankful and grateful, you're going to start doing those things. And that's, uh, it, it is what it is. And the positive uh, atmosphere at the, at the academy is, is just awesome because it just rubs off on everybody. You know, there's not uh, any negativity, you know, complaining at all. Like parents, students, everybody's just always happy and smiley, good to see each other and always, you know, uh, introducing themselves to new people. And it's just a good atmosphere. But I don't mean to be, you know, I don't know. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> and that's the environment we've created. That just didn't happen overnight. It was all about winging out the wrong people. And, uh, and, and that doesn't mean that they're, they're wrong, that's who they are, and that's fine, but they can drift and find somebody else that has their beliefs and their mindset of whining, complaining, and causing problems. There's a no gossip, no drama policy at the academy, and we simply say, look, our goal is to create the best learning environment we can through the best positive experiences we can, All, but also the kids are going to work hard for that. But we're not going to have any gossip and drama and negativity and, you know, my kid's entitled to this or that. We had those things in the past, and I allowed it to happen. It was 100% my fault. And by doing that, it got, we spent more time dealing with that kind of nonsense, which took away because there's only so much time you have. You're either spending your time on growing and being positive or your time on, I don't know, babysitting and whining and complaining entitled people. And yes. the, you've only got so much time. When you spend time on one, you're taken away from the other. And my goal is to create the atmosphere that we now have. It's taken a while to build. I mean, we've had the business now for 21 years, if you can believe wow. that. 21 years. And um, the folks, you've heard me talk before, we've been through two bankruptcies, a house foreclosure. And the house foreclosure, I'm telling you, the house foreclosure is this, guys. You come home and the sheriff has your house locked up with a sign on there saying you got to go to the courthouse to pay off, and I think ours was like 3500 bucks in order to get our house unlocked. Now, 3500 bucks may not sound like a lot, but when you're flat broke and you got nothing but I think we had $5 in our checking account. <laughs> 3500 bucks was a ton. So I definitely had to swallow my pride and had family members kind of help out. And I did everything right to pay them back in due time. But that, that's a tough, tough thing. But once again, that's where that perseverance and that battle and that drive comes from to get back up when life kicks your butt and knocks you down. But that's another story for another time. But my whole thing is, like you said, Austin, who you surround yourself with is who you become. And a big thing with uh, comparing yourself to others, you're never going to be anybody else. Easier said than done. But I want that confidence, that strength, that belief in yourself, that positive atmosphere that we've now created. It wasn't always like that. And I do know that, the, you, folks, you spend your time on one thing or another. You've only got so much time. There's a... Uh, uh, well, obviously, 24 hours in a day, right? 86,400 <laughs> seconds in a day. That's what we've got. 168 hours in a week. That's what we got, how we spend that time. And something we talk about, I actually had a conversation at the gym this morning on uh, uh, Stephanie. Big shout-out to Stephanie at Anytime Fitness. Her kids are at the Academy and wonderful. She had nice said uh, about different classes, and if it's something you want to do, you truly want to do it, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. Very good. And Austin, what do I say about excuses? Excuses are the nails to the uh, excuses are the nails to build the house of failure. Yeah, excuses are the nails that built the house of failure, and we all get wrapped up in them. Do your best not to make excuses for who you are, where you are, who you surround yourself with. Live your life. Be you. Work on yourself. It's being being yourself is is the best person to can be. Like 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 I've definitely 
I definitely probably think um, you've talked about this before, but I'll say it. Say it, buddy. Uh, 5%. Why only 5% of people are successful is just that little extra, you know, and when they get knocked down, the other 95%, you know, maybe they'll get up once, maybe they'll get up twice, but if you get knocked down, you know, 20 times, that 21st time they don't decide to get back up, and that's that 21st time that would have been the diamond in the rough or, or something like that. But So just keep getting up every time you get knocked down, um, and, and that's, you know, just give it that little extra, everything you got and everything you do, even if you hate your job. I mean, that's how you become successful. And then one more thing. Yes, hard work will be rewarded no matter what job it is, but don't do that hard work just for the reward. I'm done. No, that's good, <laughs> buddy. That's excellent. And I think what Austin's alluding to is uh, the big re- big difference between – and success is different for everybody. Some people think money is successful. And I, when I give speeches at schools with the kids, I'll say, uh, what do you guys want? Who, 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 what, what's your interpretation of success? And a um, majority of the kids, and even with adults, I did this for a couple of adults, they say, uh, more money, I want more money. I said, well, come on up here. And I give them a dollar. I said, you got more money, now get out of here. <laughs> you got to be specific on what you want, and everybody's level of success is different. And it could be more money. If that's what your level of success is, then do what you can to find out how much you want, write that down, and then work toward it. But to me, success is just being able to spend more time with my family, not having to worry about bills, but knowing that I'm fulfilling my God-given purpose of empowering people to believe in themselves and to be their very, very best. And that's why the podcast, that's why everything we do at the Academy, that's why the book that's coming out, that's why I go around and give speeches, everything I can do, because to me, that's my success. Your success might be just to get a promotion at work, or heck, your success may be just to sit on the couch all day. If that's success, that's success, you know, to you. But the, the point that Austin was alluding to, life is going to knock you down. If you have a clear-cut goal of what you want your success to be, you're going to keep getting back up. It's going to be tough, but you can do it. And the uh, um, biggest thing about success is successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people aren't, those little extra. And here's a big, big right hook of reality. A good majority of the time, the people that you may deem more successful than you are probably don't have the talents that you have. They've just decided to keep battling through when adversity came knocking their way. That's, that's coming from Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter talked about, you know, working hard, working hard. There's uh, uh, other people may have more talent, more God-given ability. They may have uh, more wealth. They have may, may have better situational management, meaning they're in a better environment than you are. But you've got the gift of working hard. You've got that's the only thing you control is in bettering yourself. And uh, according to Derek, well, Derek Jeter said that, then he also said, the only thing you have no excuse for is not ever working hard enough. No excuse you have not excuse for is allowing somebody to outwork you. So have that mindset. Have that mindset. And that mindset about I'm bettering me. I know we kind of jumped around a little bit here, folks, but I wanted to have as the boys always. on, as always. <laughs> I wanted to have the boys on to kind of talk about some different things. Also to celebrate our 70th uh, show or 70th anniversary. I don't know if it's anniversary, Crazy. but 70th That's episode. Good. There we go. Of uh, the Kick and Life show and how we persevered, how we battled through how the planning and uh, organizing and everything we've done for that. And then I look back, I've got, I don't know how many, I think 200 and something videos now that are out uh, on Facebook and YouTube. And I just got, I was looking some, through some replies today and 
I don't know. So, uh, there's there's people out there. I hate to call them haters because that would mean I, I I take personally what they're saying. It's hard not to sometimes. I just want to jump through and slug them one. But if if you're successful, there's always going to be haters. <laughs> it's just part of the success. Sure. Everybody. Well, and, and here's the thing: if, if you want to be more successful than you are, don't hate on others. Do the best to better yourself. Anyway, this guy wrote on a thing. Uh, I, I just posted it, and he, I, a couple people had watched, and he goes. Uh, holy cow! You got two two views. Wow, you're something special. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I mean, like, he's he's just jealous. I mean, jealousy uh, drives those haters. I mean, it's something I don't want to say. I want the haters, but like, I mean, when you're successful, it's just part of it. Like, I the way I think of it, the more haters that there are, I guess you guys can't see my finger quotes, but the more <laughs> haters there are. The, the more successful you probably are, I mean. Well, and, and your, your mom, Austin, cleared it up. She says, look, not everybody likes iced tea. Not everybody likes Rich Grogan, the kicking life guru. But there's a lot of people that do like iced tea, and you've got a pretty strong following of people you do. So focus, and that gets back to what we were talking about earlier, folks. Kind of funny how things wrap around. There's only so much time and energy you have. Focus that energy on the people that like iced tea or like Rich Grogan the kicking life guru and give them the best content and don't spend your time dealing with the people that, you know, for some reason don't like you kind of back to the thing at the studio there. If I spent the majority of my time with the people and I did that had that entitlement mindset, my child is entitled to this. My child should do this. I can't believe you wouldn't give him his belt. I would spend all that time with them because I didn't set the right precedence off the bat. Now I spend all the time trying to inspire and motivate people to be their very, very best. And the people that don't want to buy into our culture of, earning things, you know what, we part on good terms, and I say I'll do everything I can to find a better place for you that that that, that will handle the entitlement. You will get your belt, but right here you're going to earn it. If that's what you want for your child, we are not right for you. But it's been a mindset shift. So, folks, how you can tie that into your own life is if you're around friends that keep bringing you down, kind of how we started the conversation here on, they'll, hey, how you doing today? And they're like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. You weren't feeling good yesterday either. What's what's going on here? Oh, you just don't understand my life. Well, pity party. And, of course, you start, that's going to bring you down as well. It reminds me of the old thing. Are you the type of person, when you walk into a room, do the lights brighten or the lights darken? In other words, does the room get brighter because you bring a lot of energy and excitement into that room? Or does the room go, ugh? Nobody wants to hear about how bad your life is because, <laughs> quite frankly, no one cares. That, man, that's a right hook of reality right there. Uh, Les Brown says it's pretty funny just right off that point. It's kind of cool. We're going back and forth here. Les Brown says uh, 80% of the people don't care. The other 20% are glad it's happening to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good. That was Les Brown. So anyway, and that gets back to the other thing, too. If uh, we all took all our problems and threw them in a big giant, I don't know, ring, if you will, and uh, got in there and saw what the battles that everybody else was fighting, we'd probably want our problems back. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You go ahead and keep your problems. I'll take mine back. And uh, since we kind of went off on problem town, uh, the, the quote I got from Kiyoshi Kovar was this, your problems are worse than mine, I can see, but you don't understand. My problems are happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> There good stuff, go. the good stuff. Always good. So, nice. Emmett, you've been quiet over there, buddy. Everything going all right? Yeah. You enjoying the slideshow that's going on here at the theater, or at the uh, in the sound room? 
Yes. All kinds of different things. You're kind of enthralled by that. So I said I was going to come back to you, little buddy, about uh, moving into the Black Bolt prep class. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I usually forget about those things, too. But um, so are you a little bit nervous about going in there? Yes. Yes. Very. So what are you going to do? Are you going to give up and quit? No. Battle through, overcome, succeed. Okay. Well, it's good you say that. I'm proud I got that warped in your brain. But how are you going to do it? How are you going to handle it when you go there in your red belt? Well, you haven't got it yet, but... You, yeah, I'm quite confident. I'm testing for it. Yes, I'm quite confident. You keep up that positive attitude and that work ethic, attitude and effort. Yep, and you'll get it. So you get there that night with your new red belt on. You're in a new class, and even though you're at the studio all the time, it's still a new class with kids that uh, you know, but they're going to be higher ranks than you. How are you going to overcome? How are you going to battle through? Well, for one, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to, well. Believe in somebody. Believe in yourself. Well, believe in me. Right. And say to yourself, I can. I can. I I will. I can and I will. That's exactly right. One of the mastery mindsets. And you'll program that in your brain and you'll get up and you'll what? Do it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And once you get that first class in. And I always uh, like when kids go to a new class because it's a nice reminder of any time that new kids come to the academy. Because they get used to being, the kids that have been there a while, they get used to coming in and used to their friends, used to the class. But when they go to a new class, there's other kids. They Some they don't even know and others they haven't seen for some time. But it's a nice good reminder of the new kids coming in that they don't understand what's going on. Everybody's wearing pajamas and making crazy karate noises and all this other stuff going on. It's tough for them. But they are able to oh, battle, overcome, succeed. But that's a, a big testament to our instructors and our assistants making them feel comfortable in the atmosphere we've created. So, folks, how does that help you? Well, when you have somebody new come on the job, don't automatically go into kind of sizing them up and wondering if they're going to take my job, wondering about this, wondering about that, and am I going to be able to get along with this person? They're probably more nervous than you can imagine. If you can remember back your first day of going on the job, do the polite thing that we have our students do. Yeah, they're kids, but we're laying that foundation. They go up and introduce themselves. Hey, my name is Emmett. How are you? And it kind of helps that child feel comfortable. And then we also pair them with somebody on that first couple nights just to be there to kind of break that ice. And the same thing with the parents walking in. They don't know what they're walking into. I'm, we're a human being. I'm a human being, too. I go to some place I don't know much about. You're automatically on the defensive. You put up your guard because you have to in today's society. Well, just know the more you can help somebody else, and that's the beauty of things, the more you help somebody else, the more you're going to get it right back. My favorite quote from Zig Ziglar is, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want in life. Absolutely. And that's by making them feel good, making them feel comfortable, making them smile. And that it, it, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's conditioned. We automatically size people up we don't know. It, it just happens. And us guys, we're far worse. I mean, <laughs> you know, I have conversations with females and ladies all the time, which, you know, the ladies, they, <laughs> they've got more cognitive knowledge working for them, and they don't have that testosterone trying to be macho much smarter but still it's in us as human beings to size others up let's do our best not to do that let's do our best to be more inviting now yes you always run the risk of running into somebody who's a total jerk those things happen i'm not naive i'm not going to tell you it's never going to happen austin mentioned earlier you work hard you'll get success not always not always but you continue to work hard you're going to continue to better your life and you're going to increase your chances of having success sort of like just because you put a seed in the ground, a farmer trusts 
putting that seed in the ground, nurturing it, watering it, cultivating it, make sure it has proper sunshine, that farmer trusts that that seed is going to grow into something, but it's not guaranteed. The night before the harvest, there could be a hailstorm or something that ruins the crop. So what does he do? Does he say, you know what? I guess I just give up. No, he does it again next year. Trusting, he does the right things, he's going to have a harvest because nine out of ten times he did. But the, the uh, that's not a guarantee. The only guarantee is if he doesn't put a crop in the ground, he's guaranteed to get nothing on the back end. That's a guarantee. Nothing. That's about the only guarantee, right? Nothing from nothing is guaranteed to leave. Nothing. Miss <laughs> 100% of the shots that you don't take. That's, on the, that's from the blues. That's Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. That's who said it. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh. That's exactly right. Good job, Austin. Way to tag one in there, buddy. Oh, thank you. Hockey reference. So, guys, uh, we've been going at it for a while now. I think we've given some pretty great content just kind of off the cuff here. Not a whole lot wrote out for this show, just talking about battle, overcome, and succeed, planting the right seeds, setting yourself up for success. All the things we talk about in a variety of different shows kind of compounded into one here for the 70th episode. Emma, do you have anything last you want to share with the listeners? Uh, Well, You're normally talking up a storm here. I guess the slideshow that's showing on the projectors around the, the uh, recording studio here have captured your, your attention. Yes. Um. <laughs> Don't you love his honesty, folks? <laughs> honesty of a nine-year-old. Uh, well. You know what? You Think about it. We'll get back to you oh. again. I think this is the least amount Emmett's talked on a podcast before. Probably is. I agree. Yeah, Austin agrees. Austin, what about you, buddy? I just want to say thank you to all our listeners. You guys, you guys are awesome. Um, obviously, you're, you're, y'all are the reason we do this. So thank you so much for being here. I mean, 70 episodes, that's insane. I, I mean, I'm not going to be here, everyone, but I'll hopefully keep coming. Um, I, I love being here. I love being able to share motivation. and get I get motivated sitting in this booth. Um, so it, it's awesome. Thank you, guys. I love y'all. It's kind of cool putting on the headphones and getting behind the mic. Mm-hmm. I know it get a little scary. I've had, uh, I don't know how many different people sitting in that very chair that you're sitting in there, and they're, you know, adults, entrepreneurs, successful business owners, uh, successful athletes, and they're like, uh, uh get behind the microphone here. And uh, you did a great job with it, buddy. Thank Proud you. of you. And Emmett, you always do a rock star job. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, good stuff, folks. I'm going to put this out in the universe. I've been talking about it for a while now, but uh, we're at our 70th. Goals for the 100th episode, Mr. Carlos Norris, Chuck Norris. So that's my goal. I'm working toward trying to find Shut out up. how to get that set up. <laughs> so, Mr. Master Carlos Chuck Norris, if you're listening out there, it'd be great if you were. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much for listening. You're awesome. And uh, we're, we're going to put the shout out and get your tail on here for the 100th episode, the century mark. With Chuck Norris. And hopefully I'll get the chance to see him at the uh, Martial Arts Super Show coming up in July. Speaking of the Martial Arts Super Show, just kind of teasing you a little bit here. Next week, after this show, next week, the 71st episode, is going to be with uh, Mr. Frank Silverman, who heads up the Martial Arts Super Show that uh, nice. is every year at in Las Vegas. This year it's at the Bellagio, which is going to rock out. He's going to be on there and... Um, uh, I think Jamie Goodell, which is a senior sales executive, is going to be on there. And I know Mr. Leon Rogers, who's uh, the senior vice president of Century Martial Arts, is going to be on the show. And they've been on before, but uh, we're going to have uh, Mr. Frank Silverman on here, who heads up the entire 
uh, uh, Century Martial Arts, Martial Arts Super Show. It's going to be a fantastic show. They're going to talk about, you know, stuff we talk about all the time, overcome, succeed, success, the Martial Arts Super Show and what all it entails and everything that's there for a martial artist and non-martial artists alike just to kind of be there and see what things are all about. And it's that uh, uh, there's a lot, you know, with the martial arts, the physical side, but there's so much more that goes into it, the mental, the emotional, uh, the spiritual side. That means giving your very, very best with everything you've got, and that develops that belief in yourself. And then, of course, on the business side, you know, regardless if you're in any type of business at all, uh, and, of course, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, even more so about how to structure things, how to work through the hardships, because, you know, I've, I've written an article, and I think at some point in time it's going to turn into a book. I've got a couple <laughs> books on the back burner here, but one is uh, uh, The Business Nearly Killed the Martial Artist, or The Business Nearly Killed the Love or the Passion, and that happens oftentimes. You go into something because you love it, and then you get tied up with the business side of things, which, boy, oh, boy, business is tough. And this is coming from a guy who had zero business knowledge, just a lot of grit and a lot of determination, a lot of perseverance and eh, maybe not so much focus, but uh, dedication and, and want. And I uh, was willing to battle through everything, but the business, not have, knowing how to do that. I mean, I tell stories all the time about working hundreds of hours a week. And um, uh, I mean, when I say, I guess there's, there's 168 hours in a week, but I would work 100, 110 hours a week and come to the end of the month there and wouldn't have enough money to pay the bills. And I think, how in the heck? Is this even possible? I can't possibly work anymore. But you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm getting four hours of sleep. I don't need four hours of sleep. I'll just get two or three hours of sleep. That's what I'll do. I'll grind some more. Well, there's something to be said about grinding and working hard and doing your best and believing yourself. But think about this analogy. A dog chasing its tail is working extremely hard. That thing's chasing in circles and circles and circles and circles trying to catch its tail. And he catches his tail. What does he do? Drops it and says, you know what, let's do this again. And the dog goes again. Well, my point is, that dog's working extremely hard, but what is he really accomplishing? Nothing. And that's exactly what I was doing, working extremely hard, but I really wasn't accomplishing anything because I didn't have, their dog goal is to catch their tail, which is great. <laughs> but you need to have a bigger goal than just running in circles and, you know, bragging <laughs> everybody how many hours you're working. And that's where I kind of uh, had a little bit of a setback, a lot of bit of a setback. But uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit next week, and then uh, you know, in future podcasts, we'll go in more in-depth on that. I know I've discussed that in previous podcasts before, so you may just have to go back through and listen to some of the other ones. And you know, in these past 70 episodes, Austin, we've had some dynamite guests. We've had Benji Moline on uh, uh, two or three different times. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. And we've also had uh, uh, Master Chip Townsend on several times, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar on several times, Melody Schumann on. Uh, I think just one time, and my gosh, this countless guests. Uh, Professor Brandon Beliso, gosh darn, he's on just about, uh, I think he's been on probably 30 different episodes or more, not only on for the whole show, but then also with his segments that he sends in. So, wow, wow, wow. And folks that have been here since day one, thank you so very much for staying with us for continuing to subscribe and download, continuing to pass on the message, to continue building our tribe, to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. That's our goal because we all win when that happens, when kids are more respectful, when kids have more confidence, when there's less bullying going on. And here's the thing, bullying's going to always be around. But if we can empower our kids to believe in themselves and let the bullies know that we're not tolerating this nonsense, then you know what? 
they're going to find a better way of communicating. And that's kind of the goal. And that, that's the happier part. The healthier part is from not being bullied and the mental stress that goes along with that. And then the safer part, because kids that are bullied are not healthy. They're not happy. And so, of course, they're not making our society safe because they act out in inappropriate, unsafe ways. And we all know what I'm talking about there. So good stuff. Wow. Well, guys, awesome. good stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's the confidence that keeps you from being bullied. If you walk around with your head up and shoulders back, um, then, then the bully's just going to walk right by you and pick somebody with their looking at the ground and, and slouching around. And give them that confidence by, you know, first of all, getting them to believe in themselves, but also giving them the tools that they know, you know, if I get messed with, I know exactly what to do. And, I mean, hopefully they'll never have to use it. And if they walk with that confidence, they won't have to. Absolutely, because it's uh, bullies just like in the jungle. The lion doesn't go after the strongest gazelle. Who does the lion go after? The weakest. The weakest gazelle, and because it's an easy tasty. target. And the most tasty. <laughs> Good. I don't know if the lion's able to judge what's the most tasty gazelle. I think he's just happy to eat, but <laughs> the All most right, tasty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a good one. Something about uh, lions I, I heard uh, or read not too terribly long ago how, um, and, of course, this is going to you know make you guys probably hate lions, but it just shows what kind of predatory creatures they are, and it's the same with the lions in uh, – well, I love lions, so yeah, maybe it's... I was going to say, I'll never hate lions. They're so cool. <laughs> but the uh, the predators out there in the real world um, stalking their prey, which are, you know, insecure, weak-minded people that walk around, you know, with their head down, like you said, not displaying a lot of confidence. When you go back to the lions, what uh, it's been documented, they will follow around a pregnant gazelle for days, sometimes weeks on end, waiting for that gazelle to go into labor. So when the gazelle goes into labor... The gazelle can no longer defend itself, so the lion's got, in essence, uh, an easy meal plus the new baby one. So, mm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, they think, man, Almost freaking evil. lions, I hate them now. But, I mean, I it, like it's them. it's the law of the land. You know, the, that, that's just how it goes. Uh, lions, I mean, that, that, it is what it is. But uh, it kind of made me think about a lot of times that predators that are stalking uh, people in the real world, uh, they're 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 doing those things. They're setting it up. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily waiting for them to go into labor, but they're waiting for that opportunity, that weak moment. And uh, they know with all the stress and everything else that goes on in life today, that people are at a weaker time than they've ever been before because they're so distracted by so many different things, especially their phones and social media. So anyway, I'm not sure why I tied that in there, but uh, we, we we did. It so th- th- there it is. There it is. All right, guys. Well, hey, as always, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day. Um, Man, everything we can to bring you the best content, the best guests, the best knowledge, the best advice, suggestion, tips to help you live your best kick in life. And that's my goal. That's our goal for everybody. So do us a favor. Share this message with somebody who can benefit from this. Talk about the podcast here. Get others to subscribe because what I mentioned before, we're making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by empowering one another to believe in themselves to live their best kick in life. All right, Emmett, you want to do my sound off? You did Act- it last time. Actually, I just remembered what I was going to say earlier. Oh, well, hold the phone, folks. Don't get off the, the air just yet. Emmett. Um, after your bat break at, in Colorado, Yep. like a week later, we were uh, checking on YouTube to see if we could find... Uh, Master Townsend for bra- um, for baseball bat break. The world record he set, yes. yeah. And both of your bat breaks were on there. 
which I'm going to say was pretty cool. Thanks, buddy. Austin's hasn't quite made it up there yet, but that's all right. It will. Austin broke his first baseball bat, too. We should have been talking about that the whole time. What the heck? We just had so many other things <laughs> yeah, to talk that's about. that's a battle right how'd there. How'd that feel, man? <laughs> We're kind of close on time here, but give, give the audience real quick. Uh, I, I don't, thank you, Emmett. That was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I've ever been so nervous in my life except for my third degree test. Uh, back test. You've had some nervous energy the last two weeks. Then, I huh? have. <laughs> kind of dad puts that kind of pressure on his kid. Holy cow. The best. Thanks, buddy. Oh, you're welcome. Anyway, um, I was I was ridiculously nervous. I got up there and uh, to the bat and started shaking and everything like that. But um, deep breath, you know, inhale. And, and quite honestly, I mean, I did break the bat, but I just kind of got in my own zone there, and I don't even remember breaking it. And if you watch the video, I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but I broke watch it. Watch the video, I, folks. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, you should. I broke it, and then I kind of stood around and spun in circles for five seconds because I was in my own kind of world, and then I kind of then I recaptured what was going on, but I was just in my own zone, so that was cool. Battle overcomes the seed. I mean, I practiced like crazy for that, and I, it was I was so happy to break it. Awesome. Well, and you just had an experience when testing for third degree, you had to break three boards, uh, just stacked on top of each other, right in the middle of a form, and um, we were unsuccessful the first uh, couple of attempts. Yes, we were. But the crowd kind of motivated and drove and. How'd that feel when you cracked through those three boards and the place erupted? Was I, that? It, they, uh, I have no words on how excited I was. I was so happy, one, to be, you know, I, I broke it finally. And then just everybody backing me in the crowd cheering for me. And I've never heard the place so loud. And, and I mean, I'm not bragging, but I was just so happy that, that they were happy for me and with me. And, I mean, I had such a big old grin on my face when I broke those boards. Sure. I was so happy. That's not bragging, buddy. That's confidence and, and also elation that you worked hard and you achieved success because it doesn't always come. You know, you you were unsuccessful the first couple of attempts, and you could have very easily given up, but you didn't. You battled through. So excellent job, boys. Well, guys, thank, thank you, you so much, boys, for being thank on, you. for sharing the stories. Sorry, folks, thank we saved, saved some of the <laughs> save, uh, tongue-tied saved some of the best stories for the end but uh, those that stuck around and listened to the whole podcast you were rewarded with that treat so yeah, true. those that got uh, kind of got off the podcast early well you missed out on some good stuff that'll teach you to hang around to the very end all right Emmett you want to do my sign signed off send off I can't even talk here I think I need you to do it sure um so yeah you get out there and do your very best and I promise you you'll be your very best that's very awesome Austin you can finish it up God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Talk to you real soon. I'll talk to you real soon. Oh, thank you. I always forget. I'll talk to you real soon. I may be out of a job, folks. Excellent job. Thank you, as always. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. We can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you. 70. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go.